Hey guys, Katie here, founder and director of Pulp Town, Orlando's almost daily cheat sheet to the city, where Tuesdays through Fridays we land in your inbox with a newsletter about what's going on in the day ahead, um, keeping you up to date on cool events that are happening and introducing you to locals to know. And on Mondays, I head to downtown Orlando's number one co-working space, Venture X, to record this here podcast with my bud, Vic Martinez from Brand Crumbs Media. Um, today is a special day, Vic. Why is it a special day, Katie? It's because today is one year since we've been doing the podcast. No way. A whole year. I only know this because you told me. I did. <laughs> All right. So kicking things off, let's start with the fact COVID-19 cases have dropped below 5% for almost three weeks now. I think we're like over 21 days by the time this comes out. On Wednesday of last week, Orange County lifted its state of emergency. Basically, all that means is that, which they really couldn't enforce this before either, but basically that it's up to the employer to determine what precautions they will take against COVID-19. For Orange County, they will continue to enforce mask wearing uh, when inside the buildings. Um, we'll keep you posted as to whether or not any of that changes. Students at Orange County Public Schools are also going to be able to now opt out of wearing a mask on campus. Their mask man ma- mandate for Orange County Public Schools ended on Saturday. Um, and so when it ended, now it's up to the parents to, if they want to write in with an opt out, they can. And so that is new news. Um, and that all starts happening today, starts on Monday. Um, the change in policy is after Superintendent Barbara Jenkins announced that she wouldn't extend the district's controversial mass win date in light of lowered rates of COVID-19 infections. Meanwhile, the Mu MU variant was discovered in wastewater in Altamont Springs last week. That is a new variant that was first discovered, I think, in Columbia in like maybe September, October. It was, it was, it's been recent. Um, but they did find one variant strain of it in wastewater. And that's just something to keep an eye on because that's also how like the other, like that's how we started knowing that the Delta variant was discovered. So we will see what happens and transpires with that. But right now we are doing managing the pandemic the best we can moving right along it's orlando film fest week orlando film festival is back and it is uh back at the downtown plaza cinema cafe um that started last thursday and it'll run through this thursday there's quite a few awesome uh events lined up there's panel discussions and things that were happening over the weekend and then there are uh, like all the videos and or videos films you can come in and uh watch i think passes start at like 20 bucks a day for a day pass or you can get a whole season pass for the whole week one of the films to be excited about is from local Emmy-winning filmmaker and longtime UCF media producer Aaron Jose will debut his film One Pint at a Time. It's a documentary that kind of explores how black-owned breweries make up less than 1% of the nearly 9,000 breweries in operation in the country and how black brewers, brand owners, and influencers across the country are working to shift the historical perception of who makes and drinks beers. That it beers, beer and beers, but whatever. Anyway, and so that's airing twice Uh that's going to be, well, actually it already aired over the weekend. And then it also airs this Wednesday, November 3rd at 6 p.m. You can get your tickets by going to Orlando Film Fest uh, and just, again, buying a day pass or a season pass. Again, starts at 20 bucks, November 3rd, 6 p.m. Definitely check out that one if you don't check out all the rest. Moving right along, sidewalk cafes are a hot topic. On the downtown Orlando community redevelopment area, aka known as the CRA, is working on a sidewalk cafe incentive program to help downtown businesses enhance their outdoor offerings. There are quite a few businesses right now who are currently enjoying 
a version of that. Um, so if you're in Thornton Park, you'll see where you, you have like the extended parklets and stuff like taking over some of the parking spaces instead to have tables and more outdoor seating and for dining. Um, anyway, and so the CRA says it's going to continue to do that and work with local business owners. Owners, You can get funding for up to $5,000 or 50% of costs that it would take to buy partitions, outdoor furniture, heaters, all the things. Uh, you can find out more about that and how to qualify for the grant by going to downtownorlando.com and then you can follow the uh, the signs from there. Um, moving right along, OUC and the city of Orlando have pledged to be 100% powered by solar energy by 2030. That's only like eight years away, which is crazy. Um, but they are joining forces also with the city, or who's joining forces with them is the city of St. Cloud, Orange County government, UCF downtown, Orlando City Soccer Club. They are all pledging to... Uh, embark upon this endeavor. So that is exciting. Go City of Orlando, go OUC. All right, let's get to talking about some food news. I'm just going to do a quick rundown of that. But Dijin Eats, which is voted as one of the best places to eat in the entire world. Top five travel news site Trip Savvy ranked the local Eatonville Institution vegan restaurant in the top 1,000 of more than 60,000 submissions for its 2021 Editor's Choice Award. It was one of 44 eateries selected as best for the food obsessed. And that is really exciting because that place is incredible. Also, Milk House opened over the weekend or actually it opened right before the weekend, but Milk House is a new venture over there in Milk in the Milk District. Got quite a few people on the lineup. So Kelly's Homemade Ice Cream, Bagel Bruno, Ravenous Pig Brewing Company, Foxtel, and then Bruno Zacchini, who owns Pizza Bruno, is launching a new place. You love that guy. I love Pizza Bruno. Love Pizza Bruno. He's he's launching a new um, Italian place called Sicchetti. Mm. Looks awesome. Speaking of food, I'm going to take us right into our events for the week because tonight, Monday night, you can head down to a la carte where it's the pizza slut is popping up. Uh, the girl who runs that, the place got really popular like during the pandemic, but it's very, very popular. Pop up pizza purveyor, purveyor, purveyor. Wow. Um, and they are at a la carte tonight for the movie night. And then she's also going to be there again Tuesday night, tomorrow night for trivia. So that's exciting. Number two, Wednesday, there, well, there's still something going on at a la carte that night. There is a beer dinner collab with Shorts Brewing, which is a brewery that the owners of a la carte went to check out while they were in Michigan. And they loved it so much that they were like, hey, let's bring your beer down here and let's do this big beer dinner thing. And that looks very exciting. Um, you can find out more information by following a la carte on Instagram and or on Facebook or going to their website with a quick Google search. Um, but that's a beer dinner happening Wednesday. I think the tickets are like 55 bucks. And again, it's like a beer pairing. Um, and you'll get food from like Pokey Kai and all the other like little uh, places that are set up there. On Saturday, the 11th annual Chili Cook-Off is happening in Festival Park. That happens every year, clearly annual. Um, 12 to 6 p.m., $5. I want to say that's when Joey Chestnut comes and eats the chili and stuff too. And like he's broken records too at the Chili Fest. So that's happening 12 to 6 p.m., $5 for a wristband. And then once you get inside, you get to sample all the chilies from all the cool places around town. Also happening on Saturday, Hoppy Hour at the Nook, which is right across the street, 5 to 7 p.m. It's in the Milk District, $10. What you're going to do is basically go and you're helping to support Orlando Rabbit Care and Adoptions. And so I don't really know exactly what goes down, but I know there's good beer at the Nook and Mary McKinn, who owns it, is pretty rad. She's a co-owner. And uh, I think hanging out with rabbits sounds fun, right? Hopping good time. 
hopping good time. So anyway, um, also on Saturday, the Central Florida um, Community Arts is putting on a show called You Make Me Feel. That's from 7.30 to 9 p.m. It's their women's um, choral group, $10 a ticket. Uh, you'll be hearing moments from artists like Dolly Parton, Beyonce, Cher, Whitney Houston, and more. This is going down in the Ivanhoe district. You can kind of find out more information about that by going to cfcarts.com forward slash, and then it's You Make Me Feel. And I think that's five events. Although the other thing I just will plug again, Orlando Film Fest all week long through Thursday. Make sure you check that out. All right, so that will do it for our events and our hot topics. Let's talk about the five local accounts you should be following. If you haven't already followed The Neighbors Orlando, The Neighbors ORL, The Neighbors is a new concept on the second floor of East End Market. It is a super rad place that has inside, like uh, it's like a community gathering of all the things but you can shop you can drink you can eat you can do all the things and it's beautiful because the aesthetic is ridiculous but they have camille which is a sit down uh dining like uh bar top experience that looks amazing um and then there are there's always a a bar up there that you can always order drinks from and then you have all these local vendors in there that are selling their wares and so you have um swan city's got some stuff up in there and about like i don't know i can't think of all the places i can just think of swan city at the moment but anyway neighbors looks pretty rad you should go and check it out second floor of east end market it's from like a group of some of the same guys that are same guys girls everybody group of people um from east end number two milk house we mentioned above milk house is milk house o-r-l on Instagram, you should check them out as well. And then Modest Wine is a new place that opened in Winter Park. It's modest.wine. It's across from Ravenous Pig. Uh, it looks pretty rad, kind of similar in style to Golden Hour Wine, uh, which I love in Baldwin Park. Just recently, I checked out Thornton Park's Wine and Art Walk on Thursday of like two weeks ago, and I went to the 808 after, so the 808 Orlando. Um, it's the spot that is in Thornton Park in the old former Dexter's location. That's by Wendy and Todd, right? Wendy and Todd. Yep. Anyway, point is, it was great. They have a pretty good brunch menu, but I will say that I was even more impressed with their poke bowl was insanely good. And then there was also a like pineapple rice or something that was just really like chef's kiss. So it was great. So check out the 808 Orlando and that is all a bunch of food and drink stuff. But also while I was doing the Thornton Park uh, wine and art walk that weekend, I checked out, uh, I I bought clothes actually from this pop-up called Shop Gasco, S-H-O-P-G-A-S-C-O. Got a cute little jumper. I got a sweet t-shirt. I liked her vibe. It's my vibe. I don't know. Anyway, that's going to be our five local makers that you should be following on the internet. All right, Katie J. It's been a year since we've done our podcast. We've had a lot of guests. Let's interview you. <laughs> okay. Let's learn more about Katie J., the founder and director of Pope Town, Orlando's almost daily teach sheet to the city. Teach sheet. Cheat sheet. <laughs> Speed round of answers. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I made up these questions all by myself. Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> you inspired them. Yeah. All right. Number one, what are two businesses you want to see collaborate in Orlando? I would like to see more of like things in different neighborhoods, like coming over to pop up in the neighborhoods that like I go to often. Right. So like if I, I live in Eola Heights, so I go to Thornton Park a lot. So I would like to see something that I love in like Ivanhoe come and pop up in Thornton Park and or vice versa. So I like to see the shitty beautiful. Oh, I love the shitty beautiful team up with like a taco Tuesday night. And just go to the bathrooms after everyone's been in there? No, make something funny. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. They can figure out what's going to be. What's going to happen? Yeah. Um, I do love the shitty beautiful. All right. Number two, favorite place for sweet treats. I'm going to go with Greenery Creamery. Shout I love Marie. Marie that owns that place. Yes. And their dairy-free cookie butter ice cream is my favorite. I can't remember what it's called. It's Speculose, I think is what uh, their name is for it. And then you put it on a charcoal cone and I love it. And I don't even love ice cream. Like I'm not a big ice cream person, but a dairy-free ice cream I can do. And then I also really like the cookie butter ice cream. You try their bread pudding? No. Oh, it was delicious. What? Was that a special? Pumpkin spice like drizzle. Oh, it's recent? Yeah. Oh, dang. Delicious. I'll go check that. I can go check that out. Number like three. That. Okay. Go to coffee order and place. Deeply coffee. Hmm. I love Deeply Coffee. It's within walking distance too for me, so I can walk there to get it, uh, typically with my dog. And I am pretty basic because I drink decaf coffee um, and the older I get, the more things suck. And so my body sucks. <laughs> and so for Deeply Coffee, I will just do an oat milk latte. Fancy. With honey, with just a little bit of honey. That's right. perfect. Cocktail spot. Little Indies all day. I always have the answer for this one pretty fast. I love little indies. I really especially like sitting outside actually when it's not too crazy busy. Happy hour on Friday is real clutch. They're spicy marg. They change it up occasionally. Um, I don't even know if it's even on the menu, but I always order a spicy marg. And then Eric Edmund is a guy that I've known for a long time and he bartends there. And then a few other people I know as well too. Anyway, they're great mixologists there. And I think it's underrated. Like, I mean, I guess it's not. I guess people who have been going to little indies or to little indies in Mills 50 for forever know it's great. But it's really good. Like, I love it. So that's my go-to spot. Hmm. Mine's uh, Mather's Happy Hour. Oh, that's also convenient for you too, though, because it's right here across. Yeah. What do you order there? Do you get the little bathtub thing? The Phoenix. Mm. There's a spicy margarita too. It is a spicy mark? Yeah, it's my favorite. The flatbreads are the best. Yeah. Uh, your favorite neighborhood. Got to pick one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Mills 50. Hmm. I like the vibe. I like the convenience. I like the walkability from like one scene to like the next. And I like the offerings, Guest House, Black Rooster, Pick Floyd's, like all those places. And you also have Tori Tori, which is kind of like on the other end. And then you have chicken. I love, I think chicken is really good. They've got a good vegan bowl. They have good chicken. Actually, I don't know if they have a good vegan bowl. I just was told about it. I got to order it this weekend. But I've had their chicken, and so I'm excited to try their vegan bowl. Um, create coffee. There's just all the things over Mills 50. So many things I love. So I'm going with Mills 50. Next one. Orlando staples that you miss. Okay. What should we bring back to the O? Okay. So I just shared in Pulp Town last week this article from Orlando Sentinel that did a photo review of, like, all the places that had closed down. And uh, it was pretty rad. It was, like, all, like, theme parks or attractions. And so... Cirque du Soleil Lanuba was on there and I was like you know I haven't thought about that since it's closed down but I did used to really enjoy that um, and then also there were several rides that they mentioned that I wish could make a comeback um, like Twister at Universal I used to think was pretty rad mm. Beetlejuice show mm. was I love amazing the show. are they bringing it back so they did for like Halloween Horror Nights I think but I don't think it's a full time ah. thing that's coming back and I Fear like Factor's going away Bill and Ted yeah yeah and like I get it because these things are old and like young people don't know these things anymore yeah, and so you need to keep up with it's it. It's a small world still there. That's true it is. So is the E.T. ride. They got rid of Back terrible. to the Future. Yeah. Back to the Future. <laughs> Out of all rides you're going to get rid of Back to the Future. <laughs> they had to make way for Fast and the Furious right? And no. I, I, that would make sense because Fast and the Furious mm -hmm. is a cinema classic but uh, The Simpsons. That one makes me feel so sick when I'm and on it. And now Universal has two Disney properties on their property. I will also say other staples I miss the like 
dandelion. I really did like dandelion. And I know there was some controversy, right, when they went out, but it was mm-hmm. in the neighborhood and it was where I could go for cheap, like vegetarian, vegan eats. And I'm not completely vegetarian and vegan, but I just try to eat that way, like mostly plant-based. And I loved them. I felt like it was affordable. It had all the things I wanted. I had plenty to choose from. There was also good tea that I could also drink there. There was wine, there was beer. And they were like growing everything out of their garden. Like, so it just sucked when things went south. R.I.P. R.I.P. Pour one out. All-time favorite Orlandoan. I'm going to go with my girl crush Orlandoan that I love is Ashlyn Harris. I could watch or follow her on like her sassiness on Twitter and like just how she's such a badass. I love her relationship. Um, I love their cute, adorable kid. I just, I just like her. She like gives me life when I watch her on the internet. I don't know her in person at all. Orlando Pride? Yeah. Mm. Orlando Pride. She kills it. When and where was the first time that you felt like a true Orlandoan? So I've been in Orlando now for 16 years, and I think that I uh, first felt like that. I was 22 years old, and I was on the rooftop of Latitudes, which we lovingly used to call Latitudes, and that place was such a bro bar. Um, but my buddy Che worked the back bar, so it was a lot of fun. So I remember there one night, finally feeling like, oh, like this is what it feels like to be an Orlandoan. But that was like way before I think even people used to call themselves Orlandoans, honestly. Um, and that was again 16 years ago go um the other places i think is like wall street too i feel like when you're out for like a weekend night on wall street which i have not been in like five years at least um but yeah i would say it's definitely probably in my drinking days is when i started you know you fall in love with the city when you're a little bit intoxicated because then you're intoxicated also with the city so that's what i'm gonna go for what is the best out of the way restaurant bar to go to where would you drive to where would i drive to um well I would definitely go to New Smyrna Beach, which is... I want to say the garlic. The garlic, but there's also Norwood's, like the treehouse bar I really like. Um, I think they have really good food there. And there's another place like, ah, dang it, I just had it and I lost it. But there's another, oh, so Napa Grill used to be really good back in the day. Um, but the other location I'll also drive, I know I'm answering this too many times, but Maldora, I really like Mount going Dora to Maldora. Maldora nice. mm-hmm. The Goblin Market. Yep. I like Goblin Market. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I like that place a lot. Yeah, so I think I would maybe go to Maldora and I think it was worth the drive. And then I would also say Linda's La Cantina, but it's not really oh, out of the way. But Christner's, it's just off my like market. Christner's of, and Lee Road is my favorite. I've never been. Actually, yes, I did. You've been a third wave in New Smyrna? I did. For That's brunch. my favorite place to get coffee and breakfast food. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to in 2022? Hmm. It's November, basically. Yeah, it is. Today's well, November. It's November 1st. November 2nd? Whatever. November 1st. Our first podcast episode came out November 2nd, 2020. Oh. It is now November 1st, 2021. So what am I most looking forward to in the year to come? Um... I don't know. Professionally, I want to tell more people's stories. That's also a personal answer because I do get personal satisfaction from that. I want to talk to more people. I want to share more stories. Um, I want to connect more people from like the radio world to the podcasting world to the restaurant, food and beverage. Like I just, I just to the people on the side of the street. I've always wanted to do like a men on the style interview with people where I just pop up and say, Hey, what did you want to be when you want when you were growing up? And then if you didn't decide to do that, like, why not? You know, what changed? what would make you go back and do that now? And I honestly think the pandemic is kind of like forcing some of those questions upon us because mm-hmm. I think people are, they call it the great resignation and and that people are retiring. And if they're not retiring, they're leaving jobs that no longer fulfill them. And I think some of it is 
interestingly tied to as well, like going back to some of the things that we liked as a child. And so I think that now would be an even more interesting time to maybe ask those questions because people are thinking like that again. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, what did give me life when I was a kid? I only get one life. And like, I mean, I've always been acutely aware of that, but now I think the whole world is too. Not that they weren't, just some people could ignore it or avoid it, you know? And so anyway, I would like to do some more, I I want to get more creative. I feel like I don't have a lot of brain space left at the end of the week or in any time during the week to be as creative as I'd like to be. And I hope that the world opens up some opportunities for me to be more creative so that I can help tell stories, Orlando and stories more creatively. Is that wonderful? So pulpy. (laughs) So pulpy. I will hopefully see everyone next Monday. And uh, stay pulpy for another year. Stay pulpy for at least another year.